Hi there, my name is Lee Klein. We've been talking about getting ready for Jesus. The king is having a ball and we're all invited. Yet many are slow in coming to the ball. Many have thought that Jesus isn't coming anymore, that he's late for the ball. And really, we're the ones who's late. We are late in getting ready for the ball. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you for teaching us your way, for showing us how to be ready to be that bride that you're calling us to be without spot or wrinkle. We love you and praise you and give you all the glory. So Jesus wants to teach us today. You know, I was thinking that he was having this ball, and, and even though it started at 2 o'clock, he's telling us it starts at 3 o'clock just so that we'd be on time. And that's a way to look at it because he is waiting for us to be ready. He's not slow in coming. He's long-suffering while he waits for us to get ready to come to the ball, to get on our wedding garment, to be that bride without spot or wrinkle. One thing to consider, he said, actually, in 2 Peter 3.9, he said, or 8, do not let this one fact escape you, beloved. Because many people think he's late and they've given up and he's not coming anymore. And that's what recorded is being recorded here. But don't let this one fact escape you, beloved, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years. So one of our day as with him is a thousand years. And a thousand years as one day. And so if we're thinking he was here over 2,000 years ago, he made that promise 2,000 years ago that he was coming back, that he was going to prepare a place for us and he was coming back. Really, it's only been two days. It's only been two days. It hasn't been that long. And on the other hand, he is waiting for us to be ready. And it's taking us this long. It's taken us this long to get ready. So how do we get ready? We got to get out those spots and wrinkles. He said, when the disciples said, how should we pray? He said, my will be done. First, honor your father. Then pray that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So it's our job to make his will come on earth as it is in heaven. That's our part. He said, pray, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. When Jesus was here, he did the will of the Father. He said and did what the Father would say and do. He taught us the will of the Father. He often said, the kingdom of God is likened to. And then he started teaching us the principles of the kingdom of God. So in Matthew 6, 9, pray therefore like this, our Father who is in heaven, hallowed keep holy your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we're asking his kingdom to come, and, he, and he's going to allow us, instruct us how to make his kingdom come on the earth as it was in heaven. He said, I'm going to go, and you're going to do what I was doing, right? Give us this day our daily bread. Don't worry about, worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear, because that is going to get in the way. And he talks about that further down. We'll get to that in Matthew 6 here. Verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven, left, remitted, and let go of the debts. We have given up resentment against our debtors. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. And so he's saying, forgive. Kingdom of God is love. So you have to forgive. And you don't, you want, you don't want to enter into temptation. These are all the things the enemy is going to do to try to keep you out of the will of God. Jesus said, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do my Father's will. Right? So the will of the Father, he's telling us what it is. And that's how we get ready. That's how we become that bride without spot or wrinkle, by doing his will. And he's telling us all the things that are going to come against us right here. Jesus said in Mark 4, as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to distract you. So, verse 16, if you don't forgive others and let go of resentment, neither will your Father forgive you. Then he talks about fasting, not to look gloomy. We don't want to fast. We don't want to fast. And then when we do, we want everyone to know it. And he said, get dressed, perfume your head, wash your hands and face, so your fasting won't be noticed. Do not gather and heap up and store for yourselves treasures on the earth where moth and rust can destroy but gather, heap up treasure in heaven where thieves can't come in and steal it, where it won't be destroyed. The eye is a lamp of the body, so if your eye is sound, your entire body will be full of light. You need to be full of light. If your eye is unsound, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the very light in you is darkened, how dense is that darkness? You can't serve God in money. You can only serve one. If you serve money, if you serve a thing, if you have your reliance on something other than God, you aren't going to be doing his will. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. All these things are going to come in the way of you and doing his will. And, and so he's waiting for us to get ready to do his will. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Take his word seriously. Ask him to help you to do it. Here it is. Therefore, stop being perpetually uneasy and worried about your life, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear. For your father already knows that you have need. And he said, um, aren't you much greater? Isn't life? greater in quality than food and the body, far above and more excellent than clothing. Look at the birds. They don't sow or reap, yet your Father keeps feeding them. Aren't you worth much more than they? And who of you, by worrying and being anxious, can add one cubit measure to your lifespan? And why should you be anxious about clothes? Even Solomon, in all his magnificence, was not arrayed like one of these. Why should you be anxious about clothes? Consider the lilies of the field and learn thoroughly how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, Solomon, in all his magnificence, excellence, dignity, and grace is not arrayed like one of these. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and green, and tomorrow is tossed into the furnace, how much more will he clothe you of little faith? Worrying about what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and what you're going to wear, all these things, are going to get in the way of doing the will of the Father. And that's why Jesus said, notice, he said, pray like this. Notice, he said, pray like this. And then he told you all the things 
that are going to be in the way of bringing his will on the earth. For the Gentiles, wish for, crave after, diligently seek these, seek these things, and your Heavenly Father knows well that you need them. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and then all these things will be added to you. You know, so much of the time, that's what we're doing. Asking God to add these things to us. We're asking God for things. And he's saying, when you do my will, then all those things will be added to you. But we're doing it opposite of that. We're asking for things. We're worrying about what we're going to eat. We're trying to, to do our own provision. And then at the same time, we're missing his will, but still expecting him to come through for us. Plus getting in the way by worrying about what we're going to eat, what we're going to drink, and what we're going to wear. We're living like the heathen. We're running around in circles and trying to figure it out ourselves. And all he's saying is to rely on him. Do his will. Not everyone who calls me Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven, but those who do the will of my Father. And many on that day are going to say, but Lord, I did this in your name. I did that in your name. And he's going to say, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. And so he's waiting for us to accept that invitation to the ball so that he can show us the distractions, so he can correct us. He corrects those that he loves. Revelation 3.19. Get excited for him to correct you so that you can be in his will, so you can do the will of the Father, so that you can be that bride without spot or wrinkle. And so, yeah, he's telling you the ball is 2 o'clock, and it's actually 3 o'clock to give you some time to get ready to do his will. Only he can tell you which part of your garment you're missing. Only he is the one who can tell you. Maybe you are in unforgiveness, and maybe he needs to help you with that. And that's part of getting ready. He's calling us to be without spot or wrinkle. But, you know, sooner or later, that time is going to be up. I want to read to you 2 Peter 3. I'm starting verse 3. To begin with, you must know and understand this, that the scoffers, the mockers will come in the last days, scoffing people who walk after their own fleshly desires. And they'll say, where is the promise of his coming? For since the forefathers fell asleep, all things have continued exactly as they did from the beginning of creation. For they willfully overlook and forget this fact that the heavens came into existence long ago by the word of God in the earth also which is formed out of water and by means of water, though through which the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. But by the same word, the present heavens and the earth have been stored up, reserved for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly people. Nevertheless, do not let this one fact escape you, beloved, that with the day with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Lord does not delay, is not tardy, or slow about what he promises, according to some people's conception of slowness, but he is long-suffering, extraordinarily patient, extraordinarily patient toward you, not desiring that any should perish, but all that should all should return to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come. It's gonna come. And you need to be ready. But the day of the Lord will come, like a thief. 
and then the heavens will vanish, pass away with a thunderous crash, and the material elements of the universe will be dissolved with fire, and the earth and the works that are upon it will be burned up. Since all these things are thus in the process of being dissolved, what kind of person ought each of you be in the meanwhile, in consecrated and holy behavior, and devote in godly qualities, while you wait and earnestly long for and expect and hasten the coming of the day of the Lord, by reason of which flaming heavens will be dissolved and material elements of the universe will flare and melt with fire. But we look for new heavens and a new earth according to his promise, in which righteousness, uprightness, freedom from sin, and right standing with God is to abide. So since you've been expecting these things, be eagerly found by him at his coming, without spot or blemish, and at peace and serene confidence, free from fears, agitating passions, and moral conflicts. And consider that the long-suffering of our Lord, his slowness in avenging wrongs and judging the world is salvation, even as our brother Paul has wrote to you according to spiritual insight given him. He's waiting for you to get ready. He's waiting for you to accept the invitation to the ball. He's giving you an extra hour. He's not late. He's waiting. We're late in taking him seriously and getting ready, getting rid of those spots and wrinkles, taking his word literally. And of course, we can't do it without him, but we can ask him, Jesus, help me get ready for the ball. He will give you the insight that you need. He will correct you. If you sit at his feet and let him correct you, he will. He'll keep you on the path that leads to eternal life. He'll make sure you're ready. And then as you are ready, you're going to be that beautiful, beautiful insight that others will have to know who Jesus is. You'll be representing him. You'll be without spot or wrinkle. You'll be envied because the glory of the Lord, his favor, will be on you. And that's what he wants. He wants you to represent him. Show his glory, his goodness, his kindness, his love. It doesn't matter what others do to you. You forgive. You let it go. It becomes your lifestyle. Just let it go. He's so in love with you. He wants to teach you his way so that you can be like him and you can do his work. You can show who the Father is. You can say and do what the Father would say and do. Revelation 3.19, he said that we should be excited to be corrected. When you're corrected, you're going to understand right from wrong. You're going to know it. Revelation 3.20, he said, if you're ready to heed his voice, he's already knocking at the door of your heart. If you're ready to heed his voice, he's going to come and live on the inside of you and dine with you. He's going to dine with you. What does that mean? He's going to hang out with you. He's going to be there for you. He's going to be there for you all the time. He's going to get you to that place where you need to be so that you can be with him forever and ever. So that you can stand before him that day without spot or wrinkle. You can't do it by yourself. No one else can tell you which part of your garment you're missing. No one else is going to give you that dazzling white garment. You're going to get to wear it because you sought after him. You accepted the invitation to the ball. If you want, if you want to accept that invitation, I want to pray with you right now. Just pray with me, Jesus. We want to come to the ball. We want to be your bride without spot or wrinkle. 
and we're asking you to come and live on the inside of us. We're ready to heed your voice. We're ready to take you seriously. We thank you, and we praise you so much for waiting for us. Thank you for suffering for us. Help us to show others that you're the choice, you're the way, you're the truth, you're the life. Help us, Lord, to be like you, right here on earth, doing your will right here on earth, as it is in heaven, preparing the way for you. We love you and praise you, give you all the glory. Jesus is telling me that he has a word for us. So what is that, Lord? He said he wants to come, and he wants to come now already, but he's going to wait. He's giving us a chance. It's the 11th hour, and he's giving us a chance to be ready. So take heed to his voice. Don't look to the left or the right, but look to him, because that day will come suddenly, suddenly. This is a time of grace, and on that day, it'll be too late to change your mind. So change your mind now. Repent now. The kingdom of God is near you. It's here. It's among you. You have to choose it. Thank you, Jesus. He is so good to us, isn't he? He cares so much. He's warning us. Just think if it's been two days and he comes the third day. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.